Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. It's a busy week. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. Hello. Hello. And so we're going to kick things off with Sonic the Hedgehog teaming up with Hooters. Yes, uh-huh. finally. <laughs> <laughs> this was announced at the Tokyo Game Show, which was uh, over the last week, wasn't it? Or something like that. There wasn't really anything new that came out of it. Uh, no. So we don't really have any coverage of it because there's nothing to really uh, talk about. But they are they have announced that Sega will be promoting Sonic Forces, the upcoming Sonic game that's apparently awful, uh, mm-hmm. in partnership with Hooters in Japan. Yeah. So once again, what the fuck, Japan? My... Right? Um... <laughs> What flavors of ice cream do they serve there? I, I'm just, <laughs> this was a callback last week. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. just right. There's, there's, there's. A, I, okay. Well, I mean, such a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm actually more bemused by the fact that there's Hooters in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, does the UK have any Hooters? I don't. I don't know if you can get away with it. Googling. <laughs> Hang on. You have page three. Surely you can have restrained boobs in a restaurant. Mm. Yeah. There's one in Nottingham, which claims to be the UK's only. So I assume it is, because <laughs> if you were in the oh. other one, you'd be onto them about it. But Hooters of Nottingham. So Hooters you- of Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you feel like... Established 1876. And, and yes, on their the logo, the, the Hooters Owl has a little Robin Hood hat on because it's Nottingham. They have life football they on. Team, they, should, they should have teamed up with Sheffield Wednesday because, you know, they have an owl they as do, their mascot. So. But, but they're in Sheffield, so. Yeah, but that's the next step. Sheffield Hooters. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's lots of hot girls with big tits and you drink beer. Okay. That's I've heard the f- their wings are delicious. That's, uh, yeah, I've heard that. That's what I hear, yeah. I have no desire to, to experience this whatsoever. I experience, yeah, I, well, it's, you know, I experience sexual frustration on a day-to-day basis. I don't want to experience it while I'm eating. That's, do you know what? That's my problem with, like, strip clubs and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, why, why would I want to do anything to, to, in some way, arouse myself while just my mates are there? Hmm. Yeah, why do you want to have a semi? Like, well, you're sitting opposite somebody yeah, I, I don't that wanna... you have no desire to be in that condition near to. Exactly, and then and then like go on a night knowing, out. It's like, what knowing that nothing is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So <sighs> I've I've never had any interest in strip clubs. Was I never it's been a to one? Bar thing? I don't know. I don't know either. I I just don't get it. I don't want to like. I mean. Maybe these are just especially evolved people who can appreciate breasts outside of a sexual I, context. I, I don't think I'm that, not that guy. I can't do that. Yeah, I, I that people like me then, you know, boob havers that just want to, you know, go, <laughs> you know what, my love, excellent tits. I'll have some wings while you're there, mum. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, there oh. we go, boob havers. I think yeah, that's, yeah. I look. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Boob havers. Yes, excellent. Yeah, this is boob havers, you know, to trademarking. Do you feel like someone was Googling Sonic and came across someone's fan fiction and decided that this is what the kids really want to see? It's I mean, Sonic this really is. This is embracing I, Sonic. You know, the thing that you would think they would be trying to distance themselves from since Sonic 06, yeah. the furry community. 
but they're just sort of yeah sonic and tits why not yeah it's so odd. i wonder because sonic forces you know the whole thing about it is you can design your own character so i'm wondering if hooters are going to have like the uh, it'll be like a, a character in the game now the hooters owl or maybe just Don't a hooters girl or, or a giant boob <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the just one, one disembodied boob. Yeah. The, the really odd thing is that because this is Hooters Japan, I have bigger boobs than the Hooters girls there on the photo. So it's it's uh, it's just odd, the whole thing. I mean, I wouldn't say no, but I see where you're coming from there. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, well, there you go. There's nothing more to say about that. There's really, really nothing more. I think we've already said too much. Let's move on. No evidence that piracy affects video game sales, says the EU Commission. Well, Cal surprise. Well, don't they know we voted out? <laughs> uh, the uh, European Commission has said, based on a new report, that piracy does not actually affect game sales. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, they said specifically that they, uh, in all of the studies they've done, they, they, they've taken a very legal approach to this in, in not saying that it doesn't affect game sales it said that in all the cases we have seen we have not seen evidence that it does which is like a court can't find you innocent they can only find you non not guilty right okay but, uh, yeah it's just i uh, it's funny because i i generally am quite pro piracy in a way but only because I think that the, the, the negative side effects of piracy are vastly outweighed by like the positive ones. Like they point out in this, uh, this article that according to their study, people who, uh, who pirated games were more likely to spend more on actual games because they played more games in general. That's, so, that, that's always been the case with any form of piracy. That Any form of piracy. People but the thing who that, download music are far more likely to spend more money on music. Exactly, and that's why I've actually been like pro piracy is not because of this, but because of the bullshit that is spouted by anti piracy organizations. The idea that you know everyone who pirated your song or your game, every one of those was a seal that you lost out on. No, those people tried your thing. Whether or not they would have bought it otherwise is completely up for debate. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. That's always been the the, the argument, isn't it? You should have yeah. bought yeah. that. I wasn't going to buy it, though. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. have watched that Will Ferrell film had it not been not. on BitTorrent. And I wouldn't have felt bad about that. Yeah. So I would not and have not <laughs> seen The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I did torrent it just for the laugh. But they, they did not lose out on a seal yes, to me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we all remember those stickers on the on the on your album saying home recording is killing the music industry, and yet the music industry survives. Um, Much to so, my yeah, chagrin, I mean, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, something that I heard on the radio once um, that saying that you know they were sort of to the point of, of if you'd bought a CD and then ripped it and then put it on a digital platform for you to then listen to, that that was considered an act of piracy and it's like well why am i i will never buy a fucking cd again yeah because you know i'm i feel like having bought that media i'm entitled to listen to it as i see fit um i'm not giving it to anyone else this is for me so when it was getting down to that level of sort of petty nitpicky things i was like fuck it then i'm kind of done with your arguments about it and it's always the multi-billionaires 
complaining. Oh, God, yeah. Always the multi-billionaires, the little guys, they just like that someone's listening to their music. See, we were actually going to do something about it. They were going to change the law. It was going to be in the digital economy bill that we could transfer your media from one form to another. And then they got uh, lobbied by the music industry who had them take that out. Uh, Because money wins. <clears throat> Absolutely, especially when you've Absolutely. got a conservative government. I mean, that's pretty much the order of the day. Uh, yeah. And so there you go. Yeah. Why do something that makes sense when somebody with money is paying you to not do that thing? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome to Britain. Um, yeah, 2017, I, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this, this seems like a reasonable report. I, I'm saying having not read the 307-page report, uh, it, it does follow with what we actually know as opposed to what the anti-piracy people actually tell us. Uh, so there you go. Keep on pirating games, people. Hmm. However you fuck you do it. I imagine the problem is worse for PC games. Well, like, yeah, oh yeah, obviously, because you need to oftentimes mod your console, which, you know, in a second, that can mean that Microsoft or Sony can wreck your machine if they find a way to detect that modification. But it's funny because I've never, I, I like I said, the last time I, I, I pirated a game must have been 2012. <laughs> and that was because I was on a Mac and that was the only way to get them, you know? So, yeah, if, you know, games the way they are at the moment, games are uh, at such a price point that it's it feels fair, you know? It feels fair. And the one thing that p- pisses people off most is DRM, which ends up only inconveniencing people who actually bought for the fucking game, bought the game rather than the pirates who have it cracked within days, if not well, sooner. I mean, how often do we see cases of there being DRM on a game that is so fucking difficult to deal with that even people who bought it then go out and get a crack copy so that you yeah. just ha- don't have to deal with the, the DRM. Yeah. I the, couldn't play Sonic. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Sonic Mania. Yeah, Mania. I couldn't play Sonic Mania for a week because of the fucking DRM. And I bought it. <laughs> exactly. So it, the, the, there is still, I think, things that the game industry can do to reduce piracy down to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they ironically, did. one of the best ways they could do that is to stop with the stupid DRM. Yeah, that that would help immensely. I also yeah. think, you know what? Demos aren't as pre- uh, prevalent as they used to be. Demos yeah. have died a, a death since the 360 was like the golden era of demos, I think. It's, oh, yeah. There was sort of every game had a demo. Every in, game. In the, the early days of the 360. And I, I think just being able to have a go at something before you buy it helps a yeah. lot. The trouble is it doesn't help you if your game is shit. And Precisely. so, oh, there you might run into a couple of problems. Yeah, what you had there was uh, a lot of demos were based around the idea of a vertical slice, you know, sort of a, a a preview of a bunch of different sections of what the gameplay might be like. But uh, some developers like designed that for the demo, and then the rest of the game was kind of shitty. So that's sort of been taken over now. We don't get demos. What we now get are uh, a lot more betas, yeah, and alphas. You know? We still get demos on Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's cool. lots of demos available in the on the 3DS and Switch. Um, and uh, I, I, I was just going to say, I can confirm for you personally that it was a demo of Rayman Legends, 
that got me to buy it because yeah. I wasn't sure. Then they let me have a go at a couple of levels and I bought it. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what else to say. How, yeah, sorry, yeah. Emma, go ahead. What were you going to no, say? No, I was going to say, no, I was going to say, was Xbox is sort of doing a, a thing where you can have a free weekend now. So big AAA titles. Um, the idea is that you just download it. Um, you have a crack um, for us, for the duration of that weekend. And then if you then decide to buy it, your progress carries over, which I thought was quite a nice touch. Steam does that a lot as well. Like almost every weekend, something is, is free. It's and a good idea. Overwatch like it. does it a lot. Overwatch does it a lot. Do I need to be playing Overwatch? Am I missing something with that one? Um, it, I'm going to go all Jimmy Carr. If it's the sort of thing you like, then you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I okay. mean, for it's me, it's a very good game. It's a very good game if you're into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's what, if you're a competitive multiplayer person, then, you know, you, sh- you should be playing Overwatch because all the, the, the people who play competitive multiplayer are playing Overwatch, if you see what I mean. Ah, so right. that's your bag. Okay. That's your bag. But I mean, because my, my brother sort of is dips in and out of it and plays Overwatch a fair amount. And, you know, I was happened to be over with him um, a couple of weeks ago and was watching him play and watching him play sort of ranked matches and just the pure frustration. And it's all the <laughs> multiplayer bollocks of people dropping in and out people, you know, you can't get a balanced team together because you're playing with randos. That's yeah, the thing. It really sort of is. Frustrations. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, of all the sort of popular shooters out here at the moment, it really is team based. And I think you will enjoy it a lot more if you can like get a bunch of friends, you know, who you can rely on. Uh, it's not fun with randoms. Yeah, that's. I would like to do more group multiplayer, but with actual people I know. Yeah. It'd be nice to be able to use a mic online for once. Yeah. Do you know, there's not been... I, the, the Xbox 360 was really the last time I did that, was playing, mm-hmm. you know, Call of Duty. Because everything, ah, nice. everything since then has just been such a ball ache. <laughs> really. And there's not... I don't know... I think Call of Duty actually managed to both get me into group multiplayer and put me off it for life at the same yeah, time. It will do that. It will do that. Um, it's got um, all, all sort of big online things seem to have elements of incredibly to- I mean, toxic um, elements to their communities. And none, none of the shooters especially seem to be immune from that or any of the other like things like Rocket League um, mm-hmm. yeah, so has, has terrible problems with you know, trolls and yeah. racists. Well, well, my my problem with Rocket League was uh, that I was shit at it. But yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It, it, <laughs> uh, something that I experienced when I was sort of getting back into it, and when I was playing Left for Dead multiplayer, um, there's there's so no room to try and get better. You know, you will. I had a thing of like, you know, when I was still trying to learn and learn the nuances of it. You know, you you sort of fuck up and you know it's is your form fair enough but then you get kicked off teams and you know and it was it was just it's disheartening because you know you're trying to <laughs> trying to get good and no one you know it's uh it's difficult but also i was getting into sort of playing left left for dead on online when it the the it was pretty well dead as a as a community and people were sort of moved on from it so it was sort of you know real kind of randos and just sort of people who were there to fuck about and not really do any objectives and things like that which yeah. is frustrating uh fuck a game a game that died a freaking terrible death uh i wonder if the servers are still online uh the console the specifically the xbox 360 version of team fortress 2 that, oh, goodness. oh dear lord i remember i, I signed into that because i got it uh on launch because i 
because I wanted to play Portal, uh, in the orange box, mm-hmm. which was their collection of Half-Life 2 episodes and uh, Team Fortress 2 and Portal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played it for a while and it was kind of fun. Then I, I moved over to PC, so it must have been maybe four years after it had launched on the 360. I decided to put it in one day and it had received no updates. <laughs> And I launched, I launched into the game and it was full of just the most absurd hacking that you can imagine. Yeah. Literally outside the level, there was a giant turret. I'm not kidding about, you know, the size of a skyscraper shooting down at the plane at the battlefield while characters flew through the air. It was surreal as fuck. Mm-hmm. It was kind of brilliant in its way, but not really any longer what you could call a game. It had become sort of some sort of, you know, absurd Lynchian art piece. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, when I bought the Orange Box, I didn't even, I've never even played Team Fortress 2 because I was (laughs) like, I can't, by the time I got to it, like I say, it had become obviously such its own thing and so insular, it's like you you aren't ever breaking into this kind of, this thing, so it's better just left alone. (laughs) Yeah, the Orange Box, the console edition of the Orange Box really was uh, Portal and its bitches. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was. We all got it for Portal. That, that Absolutely. was still us to it. Oh, worth the price. Absolutely, but do you know what? I I couldn't I couldn't finish Portal on the the Xbox 360. I had to get the PC version. It the, is easier. Yeah. There was just one level where it, it was sort of like shoot the thing so the energy blob starts moving, and then shoot the other thing quickly to catch the energy blob or whatever it was. And just because of the the joystick, you know, the the controller of the Xbox, you couldn't do the move quick enough. Mm. And so that same level on, I tried for days. It was clear what I had to do. I wasn't doing it wrong. It just simply wouldn't move quick enough. And so you get that on the PC level, you click, click, done. Oh, okay, right, fine. (laughs) You suddenly realize how better keyboard and mouse is for first-person shooters and why... PC players should never be allowed to play console players. Absolutely. Completely. That would be destructive. As a, you know, that would just be brutal. It'd be great for the PC players, although I'm sure we'd still complain. Oh, yeah. We can do that. You know, it's great. Uh, <sighs> what else do we have here, then? What, what is this? Australians are getting real platinum PlayStation trophies. Well, yes. an Australian can win a platinum PlayStation trophy that's, uh, you know, not actually platinum because that's abs- absurd. <laughs> but yeah, they're having some sort of a competition in Australia, a place renowned for having trouble with, you know, gaming censorship and people being able to get their hands on games in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Due to localization. And for some reason down there, they're having a competition where people who manage to get platinum trophies in record time on certain upcoming games have a chance of winning a, a a giant resin PlayStation Platinum trophy. Well, there you it's- go, Australia. There's your <laughs> job over the next couple of months. Yeah, you can't have Wolfenstein and you can't have this and you can't have that, but you can have a big, ugly trophy, which you can't fit anywhere. <laughs> it really is hideous, too. It really is. Not attractive. No. It, yeah. It, I mean, it, if it's solid enough, I think you could do some damage with it. But otherwise, Does anyone else well, do that? Just sort of, you know, just, maybe oh, that any physical object just estimate yeah. its, its effectiveness as a weapon. Yeah. And in that regard, if it's not just made out of crappy plastic, I could see that. That could, that could I mean, you could at least kill a kid with that. 
That could kill a kid. No, yeah. no problem. So be careful with it if you win it. Unless there's an annoying kid. But hey, this is in Australia, so uh, there's probably Everything some kind of creature there. trying to get into your house to eat your family. So you need yeah. any every weapon you can get. Yeah, set it up as a dead drop just in case something <laughs> breaks into your house. <laughs> Absolutely. So moving on, what is this action figures for We Happy Few? Yeah. I think I it's quite um quite an you know I'm obviously I've I've expressed my um my reservations about this game and exactly. uh, how much they want for everything but uh, I mean obviously I wouldn't buy it but um I tell you what it's quite I mean the bobbies are, are quite you know watching the people's YouTube videos and stuff I'm going to make a shit pun it, the most arrestingly visual <laughs> things in in uh, we happy few like that sort of rictus white face mask it's quite quite a striking boot image boot her from the call boot her shut up <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean yeah if you're gonna make an action figure of stuff you know fine but can we have the game at some point Jimmy? well yeah that's that's one of my, well my main issue with this is that it, they're calling it an action figure this is a statue Right, but it does say it has twelve points of articulation, so you can. It's a poseable statue. I see. So. Really, I see. No, what? Where? Huh? Oh, it's it on the on the headline right after it says the unstoppable constable will be available in February, complete with twelve points of articulation. It doesn't say that on the article I'm looking at. Yeah, let me click on it. I'm just looking at it in the Slack, and it's literally the next line underneath the headline. All right, yeah, it's not on the article. It's not in that. It doesn't say that in the article anywhere. <laughs> That's weird. What is with this fucking game? It's messing when, with us. When you look at the, you know, the picture, there's no joints. There's no, you know, places where there could be any posability. I see, like, yeah. why are you telling me lies? I think Slack is telling you lies. I don't know what to tell you because Slack yeah, is fucking with you. I agree with you, Mike. There's, it, there's those yeah. legs don't look like they bend or the arms or anything like that. That yeah. looks extremely statuesque. So I don't, I, I, yeah. it's all bollocks. I mean, this is just it's all weird, but it's just, yeah, that is the bigger thing is that why, you know, this is a game which has not had a great, uh, reputation so far. I was going to say, yeah. doesn't everyone hate this game already? Isn't people, that the yeah, problem? People kind of hate it. So it's weird that they're putting so much push into trying to market it. It looks like they really are trying to push a lemon on everyone by pretending that it's so good that it deserves you know, a statue, which they are pretending is an action figure. Everything about this is lies. It's God all damn. marketing. All marketing and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't that interested in it anyway, so they can do what they want with it. I don't care. Yeah. It's just the more and more they're putting, uh, putting out about this, the more and more it's getting on my tits rather than making me want to buy the game, if you see what I mean. I'm much it's more not intri- making me intrigued. Yeah, I'm much more interested in the uh, Super Mario Odyssey advert that is around the ad- the article in advert form. <laughs> not long uh, now, a month. Have people gotten over Mario's nipples yet? Yeah, I think we're over that now. Ah, uh, we're good. We're good. I think once you realise, what if he had no nipples? Wouldn't that be that would weirder? Be weirder. Yeah. yeah, much weirder. So there you go. Um. What's this then? Video game voice actor strike is now over. I didn't know it was on. Same. <laughs> but it's it's over now, so don't worry. And it's been going on for nearly a year. Mm-hmm. Well, how have they made any games? Scabs. Scabs. 
Ah, mm. right, yeah. Perhaps you can do good impressions because, um, yeah, there's a few actors, uh, voice actors who've had to give up roles. I mean, someone who was in uh, Resident Evil and things like that have, uh, have uh, moved on from the roles because, I mean, it, it sort of reminds me a bit. Do you remember a few years ago when DVD commentaries were getting big and some of the actors started saying, yeah. well, hang on a minute, uh, we want a cut of the DVD sales because we're doing extra work by providing a commentary and things like that. So it sort of reminds you of that. Apparently Christopher Eccleston, I've, this is, I've not witnessed this myself, but apparently he was a bit of a bastard when it came to that. He would uh, show up mm. for the recording and then say nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this, uh, this only came to my attention. The, the strike because of um, uh, the new life is strange before the storm game. Uh, that was sort of the first it came to my awareness. But uh, it's certainly an interesting case. Uh, a few articles I read on sort of the problems that voice actors in the video game, and specifically within the video game industry, were facing did seem to be very odd and not exactly ethical. Things like not knowing what project you're working on. <laughs> you know, yeah. not knowing the, the title of the game. Um. Because I remember years ago, back when GTA 4 came out, there was a bit of a hubbub about this because the two uh, actors, the guy who played Nico and um, his cousin, uh, who wants to go bowling, they kicked up a massive fuss after the game came out because they, you know, there's no indication. They, you know, they had no clue they were working on Grand Theft Auto. And had they known that they were working on Grand Theft Auto, they probably would have pushed for... Uh, a better deal which they didn't get and they haven't worked since uh, so yeah that and you know the fact that voice actors seem to have no protections over you know working hours and stuff like that uh, I'm generally pro-union just because I love shouting scab fair enough I just it's yeah I think it's one of life's great pre- pre- pleasures that everyone should indulge in absolutely uh, yeah pro the union well done guys Sticky so it looks like them. they've they've not got all of the things that they were after, but they've got some of the things that they were after because life is about compromise. Uh, so, yeah, uh, hopefully we can all go back to not noticing that this was happening at all. <laughs> no, that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Genuinely didn't know. Hasn't been mentioned by anyone. <laughs> oh, well. Well, well done, though, guys. That's great. Let's get onto Atari box. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, it's already fucked up and they haven't started even the Kickstarter. It was fucked up weeks ago. We've not talked about it while well, it hasn't been fucked up. But <laughs> yeah, I got the email uh, that you get when you sign up for the please send me more information thing. And it, it it's quite right. Shall I read it to you? Uh, Go for it. Go for the it. pictures we're sharing today are of first prototypes. It looks exactly like it has in all of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone that has seen Atari Box firsthand loves it, feeling the Atari 2600 influence while still being a modern design. You Again, you've seen all the photos. Um, yeah. Uh, Atari Box will be powered by an AMD customized processor with Radeon graphics technology. It'll run Linux with a customized, easy-to-use user interface. This approach means that as well as being a great gaming device, Atari Box is also a full PC experience for the TV, bringing you streaming, applications, social, browsing, 
music, and more. Oh, for fuck's sake. Most TV devices have closed systems and content stores. Linux lets us be more open. Uh, yeah. um, I wonder if it will run SteamOS or if they'll right. try and figure the, out a Steam app. I, I just have to interject with the, the the reason that other systems aren't more open isn't because of the OS that they're running. Apple aren't <laughs> like, but how do we make iOS more open? Like, we can't. It's iOS. No, they, it, they've chosen... <laughs> To make it like it is. So the fa- Linux lets us be more... No, that's that's a bullshit sentence that is meaningless. Yeah, uh, it's not like by running Linux you can suddenly access all the Mac stuff. Yeah, it, no. it, it's just bullshit. But anyway... Yeah, you can, in fact, by running Linux you can't access most of the PC stuff. Absolutely. Windows stuff. So, you know... Uh, you can access and customize the OS and you can uh, access games you bought from other content platforms if compatible with the OS and hardware. So, uh, I can't think that what they might be. Uh, yeah. th- there will be tons of classic Atari retro ge- games preloaded and current titles from a range of studios. Current titles from a range of studios. And then it <coughs> says in brackets, we'll start talking titles very soon. Stay tuned. So... I'm excited. Uh, well, it's not going to be AAA titles. I assume that they're talking about something like Minecraft. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be what it is. Uh, it says, we're launching Atari Box on Indiegogo this fall. Uh, to reiterate why, we want you, the Atari community, <laughs> to, to be part <laughs> of this launch. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I d- <laughs> Who who is he? We want you to have early access, <laughs> grab special editions and pricing, Maybe. and have you as active partners in the rollout of Atari Box. Maybe they're uh, I, thinking that all those you know teenagers who buy T-shirts with the Atari logo on who have no fucking clue that it's a video game company are like the the Atari community. Maybe that's Maybe what they're they under think. the illusion that those are hardcore fans. Can I ask two really fundamental questions? Question one, who is this for? No one knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Question two, where the f- who the fuck are they kidding with the price point? Because reading the article, it's more than a PS4. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, so an expected range price range of $249 to $299, depending on specific editions and memory conditions. Configurations, sorry. Uh... So yeah, you'll probably be able to buy one with more storage for more money or something like that. That's how these things tend to work. Um, How's that not been regulated? I, I yeah, you know, we've been having you know, uh, it's, it's a more of a mobile phone thing. But it, the the idea that Samsung and Apple can charge you like an extra fifty to hundred quid for you know five hundred twelve gigabytes of extra storage, just how is that allowed? I don't Still, know today. Because there might be technological reasons for them having to do that. It's that's a bullshit thing because there aren't. But anyway, there aren't. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so there uh, we go. That's my money's still on Steambox. There. I'm. I'm I am called genuinely. It. I'm looking. I'm looking. You called it. You were right. You're I, right. Yeah, you were absolutely right. Uh, mark the date. Uh, <laughs> we will sell so this so in years to come. Does that mean this is essentially just an ooyah with some Atari yes. games on it? Well, yes. if it's a if it is a Steam box, and I really take what they've said there when they said you you know uh, where is it? it uh, the 
but it, you know the fact that you can install games from other platforms other. on it and it's linux the only people doing that are steam but yeah. here's the problem with that this um the only way they could when they say other providers I'm expecting what they're relying on is perhaps this having the ability to run Android, you know, mobile games. Um, uh, I doubt iOS. I really doubt iOS. But uh, if they want to do that, they would then have to come up with some way of running multiple OSs because the Steam OS, it runs Steam. That's all it does. Um, that You know, it's just Steam. There you go. Uh so it, it would have to, you know, maybe they would have some sort of a dual boot option, but that would be difficult for, you know, that would be a turn off for people who aren't technologically savvy. Or they could maybe have both of them, both OSs running at the same time, which would be a system hog. I don't, I don't know how they could do both. Also, it seems like they're trying to make it like, like the Xbox kind of markets itself in that it's not only a thing you can play games on, but also a big multimedia platform. So for instance, they have apps that you can watch NFL game pass on and things like that. So it really sounds like they're trying to kind of occupy that niche as well. And then I'm wondering what about the people who literally are thinking, Oh, that's cool. I could have the Atari library on a cool little box preloaded, like the, you know, the, the SNES mini or something like that. But it sounds like it's not even going to have the whole Atari library on it. The Atari, which, yeah, the Atari library, all what five megabytes of it. Yeah, I was going to say, surely... <laughs> yeah, it really is. If, That's if not an Atari guy, If you're an Atari guy, who hasn't, you know, once again, I'm sort of deferred to you Raspberry Pi boys, because why wouldn't you have done that already if you're dead into Atari? Or, or bought one of the 800 other Atari boxes that there are out there that let you play Atari games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Just popping to Amazon now. Which most of which, you know, it's, don't really hold up well these days atari flashback 7 console 56 pounds 89 pence get it prime wireless controllers uh yeah uh, hdmi input 101 built-in atari games and uh, compatible with original atari 2600 joysticks there you go why would that be the next thing you won't be able to use the original joysticks in it and all this sort of thing you have to buy some sort of prior, you know, proprietary thing that comes with it. I mean, I look forward to well when they sell, you know, none, and they end up being sold off for you know twenty quid each a few years down the line, and I can stick a Raspberry Pi in one because it's it's a lovely little thing. It's a know. gorgeous looking box <laughs> they've made. Nice box, box, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so are we are we predicting that? I mean, that this thing will be fully funded in you know a day. And then it will be months and months of getting emails saying, sorry, guys, we really wanted to get this update finished, but, you know, we just need a bit more time and it gets delayed and it comes out and it's a pile of shit. And like you say, you'll, you'll be able to get one for, for pennies in at car boots. Oh, it would be fucking brilliant if they sold none and had to go back to that dump in Mexico where they stashed <laughs> all of VT. Let's add another layer, boys. In 30 years' time, someone else can make a documentary about digging these things up. There are so um, many. I wonder. I wonder if it'll have ET on it. <laughs> oh, you know it won't, or it'll be like <laughs> the Kickstarter will be different grades of like here's an Atari box, here's an Atari box with this, here's an Atari box with that, and it's more and more money every time you step up. But yeah, that that price point is absolutely ludicrous. It is. But, it is total arse gravy. Yeah. 
Get yourself the Atari Anthology for PS2, just £4.27, pre-owned on Amazon. It's, it, you know, God. I, I still think they're trying to build off the, uh, the the sort of free publicity they've got with their logo being in the Blade Runner movie. Yeah, they're... they're I don't Which know apparently they're is not hot garbage. Oh, All yeah. right, I didn't know that. I expected yes. it to be. Uh, I expected it, but I am a cynic, so... That that is true. You are, um, but yeah. If if you just want to play Atari games, there are a billion and one ga- ways to play. It. I've honestly, I'm just searching the word Atari on Amazon. Yeah, and it's but I would just, recommend you don't do that because they are invariably garbage. We have done so much better since then. They they ah, did please. better that later that afternoon. I mean, <laughs> th- this is what get, I I find. The, the Atari games are too far back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my own personal feeling. I wasn't- If you go further back than the NES, you are into dodgy territory, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. So have we, have we all played the original Atari? Because, I mean, I, I, I think my dad had one, and then he sort of hooked it up to the TV for, for us as kids. And it wasn't the fact of, like, oh, this is kind of... It's fine, you know, it sort of kept us, you know, happy for an afternoon, but I don't really have a, a great deal of sort of nostalgic love for it because I kind of just remember it being fairly crap. Yeah, I have I think, no yeah. good memories of an Atari console at all. Uh, I, never, I, I never had one. The only, I think the only way I played Atari games was that I would often find myself in possession through some relative or another of one of those uh, 500 games in one systems that yeah. you know, plug straight into the tv and invariably you know of the 500 games most of them were the same atari games over and over again with different titles so i think that's the only way i played them but yeah. no i don't think i've ever hold i don't think i've ever held an atari joystick you know the iconic little thing yeah i haven't no. i haven't at all um, um I, 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 okay then i have because huh? say we we we, we had a we had one. I think we say my dad must have bought it years ago, and say a couple of times we got hooked up to the telly, and you know, it sort of you know, stick men and uh, mm-hmm. bricks and blobs and uh, yeah, very not, annoying uh, sounds. Very yeah, annoying, annoying sounds. sounds. Yeah, and then that that swiftly gets put back in the loft and never spoken of again. <laughs> uh, I I actually now I think about it, I will have I I think I will have held a, a twenty six hundred joystick, but. Never seen one in someone's house. No, never. Not. But you not. come round. We've got one. We've got one downstairs because <laughs> Chuck's old one is still hanging around with a pile of games. Um, so yeah, you can see one in a box in a house if you like. But I, don't I think the oldest, the oldest they do console, exist. The only con- the only oldest console I've ever owned. I, I cannot remember the make of it. Uh, it's. I can tell you the controller was shaped like a remote, like a remote control. It had a number pad. With like really horribly spongy buttons on the top and a little uh, circular circular dial on the bottom. This sounds like in television or something like sounds that. Sounds like it might be in yeah. television and it was connected via the, the cord was uh, spiraled like an old phone cord to the console. That's very old stuff. Very old stuff. Chuck is a is a spectrum devotee. I mean, because he was growing up right when they sort of came out and home computing was getting becoming popular. So um, yeah, it, I've never seen him happier as to when he found out there was spectrum emulators for his phone. 
he could <laughs> i mean cause, right check this out even i was disgusted at this level of nerdery my beloved husband knows you know there's a there's a hobbit like a choose your own adventure game oh yeah, yeah. he knows it word for word literally <laughs> that's terrible that's, yeah. that's yes not it right. is it's terrible that's, that's really bad and that's coming from me yeah mm. and i still i knew that and i still married him so more shame for me i suppose <laughs> <laughs> you know divorce is a thing right yeah that's yeah. that can happen yeah. <laughs> or maybe not for much longer with the dup around you know True. so maybe i should get in quick True. our gift to you there is lots of atari stuff on amazon by the way oh there's shit loads of it i was gonna say if you're really desperate you could buy an actual atari for- 40 quid if yeah. that and get a million games to go with it and then think why the fuck did I do this this is tedious like, I mean here's the thing do, do, do Atari actually what is the current status of the Atari uh, brand who actually owns it because it seems like you know after the 80s they licensed it out to everyone I'm pretty sure you and I could make some Atari brand shit officially for dirt cheap yeah I think well, I mean, we it could. seems to be on t-shirts and stuff all the logos and stuff so maybe yeah. it's I'm not going to say is it is it out of copyright, but maybe it's been sort of piecemealed off to lots of different things. Like the actual logo, you can buy the rights to put it on a T-shirt, but I don't, you know, I don't think it's one big, just a block called Atari anymore, maybe. No. Right, okay. Atari is a corporate and brand name uh, owned by several entities since its inception in 1972, currently by Atari Interactive, a subsidiary of the French publisher Atari SA. Hang on. So them I have to click on. Right. Atari SA is an international French holding company headquartered in Paris, France, originally called Infogrames Entertainment. Really? I remember Infogrames. I do as well. Uh, because mm. of continuing pressures on the company and difficult finding investors, it sought bankruptcy protection under French law in January 2013. Uh, okay. It's all bad for them. <laughs> uh let's see uh yeah, J- i doubt there's anyone who was involved in the original company oh god uh, no involved one. in the in the current atari box yeah no one um yeah yeah so that's that's it all oh, right hang on turnaround strategy in 2015 atari announced a turnaround strategy that would focus on re-releasing the catalog of atari games uh, the strategy is focused on download games, MMO games, mobile games, and licensing activities based in uh, priority around traditional franchises. Turnaround strategy was famously uh, championed by Bonnie Tyler. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> projects currently in production or included in the turnaround strategy include Alone in the Dark Illumination for PC, Roller Coaster Tycoon World for PC, Oh, that's meant to be shit. That is apparently, that is apparently yeah. absolute, absolute crap. Pride Fest, an LGBT-friendly mobile social simulation game enabling players to manage their cities and design their own parades while creating a network of friends. That's... Oh, God, this sounds like a focus group come to life. That sounds horrendous. I mean, yeah. I... I'd, I'm, I'm sure there is, that there was is nothing not something... more disgusting than the corporate sort of uh, latching onto of social uh, <sighs> movements in order to make a buck. Yeah, you know, that's uh, Pepsi, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi proved this. That's what I'm saying. Is some focus group has said, you know, what's cool? Gay shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make some gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh-huh. it talks about and Lunar Lander for mobile. Oh, I've oh, Lunar Lander. Oh, Kerbal Space Program then. So there we go. A subsu- Atari Group name acquired from Hasbro Interactive in January 2001. And they basically have Atari subsidiaries all over the world. Brazil, uh, Germany, France, Italy, Japan, Korea, America, Norway, and here, UK. And they've decided to sell this box uh, with all the confidence of having people fund it themselves. Oh, no, wait. Atari UK in Manchester, founded as Ocean Software in 1984. Not Ocean? Jesus. Yeah, acquired in 1996, renamed to Infograms UK in 1998, renamed again as Atari UK in 2004. Oh, then closed in 2005. So why is that on the... Oh, former subsidiaries. Been... These were studios that were either formerly part of Infogrames, GT Interactive, Hasbro Entertainment, or associated with the new Atari name. I, I, I feel like if I look back through my, you know, my medical records long enough, it'll turn out that for the summer of 2006, I was technically known as Atari. Yeah, I think it's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's, uh, God, yeah. And then they have a, lo- a list of game franchises currently owned by Atari. And there's a lot. And some of them are names yeah. you recognize, like Rollercoaster Tycoon, Pong. Uh, is Breakout on there? It is as well. That's More one. Than, I would say so, yeah. Breakout, Centipede, Cybermorph, Food Fight. See, make some money out of Food Fight. Hogs of War. Do you know what, Atari? You bring out a new Hogs of War, you've got thirty nine ninety nine of Alison Downing's <laughs> money. I'll tell you that right now. Fucking loves that game. I have no idea what it is. Think Worms, but more 3D and with pigs. And the original was voiced by Rick Mail on the play- oh, I'm in. Oh, on, they, on the original PlayStation. Come. So it's it would be worth a look if you can get a PlayStation emulator up and running, which I'm sure you can. Um, yeah. So Atari have got some stuff here, Mister Nuts. Seem to completely lack the ability to leverage any of it. Yeah, Whizball. They could do some stuff. I mean, surely I could do some stuff. Like, you could go to a game studio and say, make us a game of Centipede now, please. And they'll do that, and you publish it and make lots of money. Isn't that how it works? You go do that, Rich. Well, I'm just thinking, yeah. Like, so how much is the license for Centipede? Come on, let's do a PS4 version. We'll just, just, we don't have to make it. We just tell someone else who can to do it. <laughs> there, I've solved all our problems. Yes. Let's move on. Middle okay. of a Middle Earth Shadow of War Memorial DLC goes free. Does it really? Um, <laughs> uh, you mentioned yeah. this a few weeks ago. We did indeed. This is where a uh, one of the game designers uh, sadly passed away during the production of the game. So, in tribute to their uh, lost colleague, the remaining game developers included a character based on him as a, a tribute and then Warner Brothers decided to charge three ninety nine for it as DLC uh, which is actually the worst thing I've ever heard the game industry do right there is is that's just right. here's what I found interesting in this article was that it turned out that they, they were charging three ninety nine for it but they said that and uh, they were doing this uh, to fundraise yeah. for him. Yeah. And they said that mm, it's so annoying because 
even in this uh, release where they have tried to clarify everything, they have fucked it up because they are saying both that all of the money was to go to his family, but in the same breath, they're saying that, well, most of the money was to go to the family. Some of the money was to go to the development costs of the DLC. And uh, then they said that only the money, uh, the money charged in the US would go towards the family and it would be, uh, uh, it would go straight to them in other territories. And then they said, no, 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 all the money was going to go to the family anyway. But we couldn't say that all the money was going to go to the family in all territories for legal reasons, <laughs> which has the unmistakable stench of bullshit. It really does. It. What is oh, that smell? Mate. It's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, Warner Brothers, you you really shitty people. I'm sorry, but like you should be ashamed of yourselves just for like who you are. Yeah. I mean, if you were, it it feels to me like if this is, I mean, part of me is like when it said fundraising, I thought it was for a cause, but even like it's fundraising for money to go towards his family. And it was like, well, okay, I guess. His, his family, the, you know, okay. Did he not have, you know, insurance or it, something? It's a thing people it, do know. now, isn't it? It's become Is a it, thing. It seems somehow outdated. You know, women can work these days. Um, but just if you were going to do something like that, it would seem to me incredibly important to communicate it clearly and effectively. Yeah. And they have completely balls that up multiple times to the point where I still don't quite understand it. <sighs> I've already made the decision that I'm not going to have anything to do with this game. Uh, purely based on its loot box inclusion. Oh, it does. And as much as I have enjoyed playing the first one of these, I must admit, I've kind of gone off it a bit. It I was, was enough. It was, I think it was enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not finished it. I've just right. not been playing it for the last couple of weeks. It's so. funny because the same thing happened to me with Mad Max, which is when I talked about it a while ago. It's a sort of very similar game. So yeah, I sort of got to a point near the end where it was like, okay, I've 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 seen all I need to see. That's kind of what I feel like with it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it I'll probably pick it up again one day, but mm. there's a lot to it, and I can't be asked with it. <laughs> I mean yeah. that's so many of these games are just and there's so much to all of them and it's starting to feel a bit pressurizing well that's been my problem with uh, this from the very beginning is for the it feels like for about the past seven months they've been putting out a video every week uh, to promote this game like they've been doing like different clans different gameplay elements, different, uh, uh, different, you know, features of the lore and how it works. And it feels like this has been just vastly over promoted to the point where I'm sick of the game and I haven't even played it. Yeah. I also feel that as well. I, I totally yeah. get it. It's too much. 
and it's gone too, on too long. And yeah, I mean, because that's that's kind of why I'm, I've kind of switched myself off from everything, virtually everything that's coming out about Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein Two, because Wolfenstein you know, Two they've been doing. I want to play this, the but- game. Bethesda, since sort of uh, last year's, since they started doing E3, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they put out, I've avoided it completely, all the Wolfenstein stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they seem to be putting out weekly videos. They're doing it for the Evil Within too as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's literally every time, because I sort of frequent the Xbox achievements page, because, you know, I kind of just go and check out sort of what's the new games and stuff like that. But it feels like every, like I say, at least every sort of, it seems like more than a week, less than a week, like every sort of four or five days is like, check out 18 more minutes of action from this or that. And it's like, mate, I, stop ruining it for me. I want to go and play the goddamn game. I, you've, I've, you've, I've already paid for it. Yeah, I just you pulled know, up their, You've already uh, sold it to me. I just pulled up the uh, the Wolfenstein, or the uh, Bethesda YouTube page, and their Wolfenstein yeah. 2 new colossus uh, playlist has 20 videos in it already ridiculous so that is easily one a week since uh, more than one a week since they uh, announced the game which was not that long ago which it feels like a million years ago though because because they've been overdoing it this is the thing yeah. wolfenstein 2 was announced like a couple of months ago and i was like aw- i thought that was awesome at the time because you know i prefer not having to wait a year and a half between the announcement of a game and getting to play with it. Mm. Uh, you know, I thought brilliant. They're going to, you know, this is a game they're bringing out in like four months and they've made it feel like I've known about this forever. Mm. So, but thankfully I haven't watched any of the videos. No, I haven't either because it, it, it's not so, not so bad with Assassin's Creed Origins. Cause mm. it seems like there's going to be tons and tons of it. So I don't feel like, Oh, if I watch this, and also to be fair to them, some of the videos they've actually edited parts of the sequence of the game out. So oh, yeah, you have yeah. to fit, which is fair enough. So you can figure it out yourself. But I feel like obviously Wolfenstein Two is not like that. It's a linear narrative, as far as we know. It's mm-hmm. going to be thirteen, fourteen chapters. So something like uh, the New Order, and I feel like you maybe ruined fifty percent of it at this point. Yeah. I would say so. I felt like all, you know, the reveal trailer, you know, the little bit of, you know, Nazis in America, I felt that was that was a nice taster, but I didn't need any more. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's sort of a bit, actually, I hope that they sort of do what they've done basically with Far Cry 5 in that, you know, if you've played Far Cry 4, you know, it's, it's essentially like, okay, here's that game, but in America with religious fundamentalists, Cool, cool, excellent. Right, we'll see you in February, um, and Off that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still looking forward to the game, but I think that their their marketing needs to uh, chill the fuck out. Yeah, it really is. Every time, every time I see that headline, I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it anymore because it's so close to it now. I just want to play the game and be pleasantly surprised by what you know, mm. stupid things you can do. They did it with Prey. They're doing it with, they did it with uh, Dishonored. Uh, well, actually, they didn't do it with Dishonored 2. They did it more for the uh, the DLC, uh, Death of the Outsider, which I have not played. No, I mean, they should have done it more with Prey, really, maybe, because done, that, yeah. that was a new, uh, new IP. So this mm. is something people didn't know about. And I think, actually, it's a lot, of, from what I've heard of people say about Prey, apparently it's very good. It is. It's, it is it's very flawed, good. but there's, you know, it's actually very good and, and a fresh idea. But, you know, I don't really know anyone who's played it. 
I, a lot of I, the big YouTube I loved it. video. It's, it's uh, yeah. Dishonored meets uh, Bioshock in space. It's pretty awesome. It really yeah, is pretty so awesome. I feel like they should have maybe put the marketing... That's the problem with... It, it's almost like you have to be successful to then justify the marketing they put into it rather yeah. than... You the know, other the way successful around. thing is fine on its own. Yeah, I mean, I know this is this is you know I'm beating a dead horse with this. This has been a problem since minute one. There is but, no uh, problem with beating yeah. a dead horse. <laughs> it is a much bigger problem when you start beating a live one. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it feels like their focus feels weird because I feel like no one knew about prey. Like it's one of those things. That every time I wander into game, I just sort of think I I, I will play prey eventually. But I thoroughly it's recommend of, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sort of waiting for it to go below ten quid. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it does. It's it's strange because it feels like uh, this is uh, Bethesda have taken up the what used to be Ubisoft's uh, sort of policy of just over promoting everything long before it's released in order to sell uh, pre-orders, which did not do them. Well, I don't know financially how it did them well, but it uh, you know critically it did not uh, serve them well. Speaking of Bethesda, <laughs> they put uh, some uh, Doom stuff in uh, Fallout 4. That's pretty cool. Oh, yes. oh, you have to buy it with not real money that costs real money. Hang on. But have you? It's, oh, it's so good. It's just yummy. I love this story. Each of the thing, they put Doom Armor and the BFG in, uh, in Fallout 4. And each of them costs 400, 400 credits each. Rich, do you want to know what the minimum amount of credits you can buy is? What? What is it? 750. Oh, you <laughs> bastards. I actually love this. It feels like they're not even trying to hide anymore. That's just... <laughs> so you uh, have to spend more twice. money just to get... But they know what they're doing. I mean, what, I mean, what a dick move. <laughs> really, Bethesda, it's like take all the goodwill, put it in a ball and just punt it into the nearest lake because that is what we're getting towards. I, I can only imagine someone cackling as they come up with that idea. Oh, <laughs> they've, really? they've just got evil schemes written on the whiteboard underlined three times. How is that? How does not... So- God... Someone should just suggest that, and you all in the room just roll your eyes and like, I'm sorry, we're not that big a bunch of dicks. <laughs> like, but you are, though. Even Microsoft didn't try that. They frequently put stuff out for, like, 1,200 Microsoft points, and you could buy 1,200 Microsoft points. You didn't have to buy 1,100 twice. You dicks. That is <laughs> such a dick thing to do. There is no defense of that. There is absolutely no defense of that. If you want people to buy 1,500 fucking credits for these things, then charge 1,500 fucking credits for it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) I'm kind of stunned at that. I really am kind of stunned at that. That is the sole reason I include this, is it's just wonderful. Oh... I mean, Which sort of leads on to what they're doing with Skyrim, also that you put in the. Yeah, this has been leaked. Just uh, this is a, this is fresh. This is fresh from the from the horse's arse. Uh, yeah, it seems that uh, they've uh, accidentally leaked the Steam page for 
uh, Skyrim's creation club content, which is it consists in, entirely of stuff ported over from Oblivion and mysteriously a symbol for a survival mode, which if they're adding that as creation club content goes against everything they've said about not, you know, creation club, not being a way to milk significant gameplay DLC for extra money. It really does. Doesn't it? Um, it really does. Oh, they've really hit the scumbag button over at Bethesda, (laughs) haven't they? Oh, they have. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the the Skyrim, from what we can see, uh, there's some armor, uh, a bow, and uh, yeah, mud crab armor. Now, that's Mm. not not, that's not armor made from mud crabs. That adds armor to the mud crabs in the game. (laughs) Why would you do that? It's quite funny to look at. (laughs) But, you know, again, as has been pointed out many times, while it is quite funny, uh, they are making you pay for their little joke. What's also I literally thought it was armor for a person, not armor for fucking crabs. When I heard that, I thought mud crab armor, yeah, because they have like bug armor in the game. You have to collect, uh, you know, uh, uh, parts from various bugs and you can create a chitinous armor. But whenever I loaded up the uh, the Steam page, I clicked on the photo, and it's a little mud crab in dwarven armor. That's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous, Bethesda. But what's what's interesting is uh, one of the photos features a uh, a bow, and it's listed as the uh, what is it the the ruins edge bow from Oblivion's Shivering Isles DLC. And I thought that bow looks quite cool, and on a whim I looked up what it looked like in Oblivion. And it literally looks nothing like the bow that they've modeled for the Skyrim port. It's literally like a completely different design. So that's just really weird to me. That is really weird. It is weird. It's it seems uh, you know usually when modders you know port a, a th- you know uh, an item to a newer game, you know they might update it, you know, add more polys, redo the textures, make a few artistic changes, but keeping it within the same uh, general design, the spirit of the design. The uh, the uh, the Ruins Edge bow in Oblivion is like this sleek ebony thing. It looks like wood and it has sort of silver filigree elements. And the one they've got for Skyrim, it has fins like an animal and a giant golden eye and looks like it's made out of like a spine. It, so, yeah, I can't imagine this not pissing people off. I mean, you know, it, surely if you're going to appeal to people's nostalgia, you, you should do it accurately. You know, I this have, sounds like such a troll job because wasn't wasn't the Shivering Isles DSC kind of the infamously the one with the horse armor in the first place? Yes, it was. I, I think it was. Yes. Well, no, actually, I think horse armor was its own standalone thing, which was ridiculous because it was like 15 quid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it was with that DLC. So this smells of a troll job, mate. I I think they're just, I think Bethesda are trolling us. I I think that's what it is. They're just having bets as to how much they can piss us off. Well, I think that it's, I think they may be sort of going for refuge in audacity. I I mean, I think at this point, Anyone who actually buys these things, 
I would, I would honestly look down on them. I would think, okay, well, you're clearly a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I kind of don't feel bad for you. And therefore that kind of takes some of the weight off Bethesda because, you know, they're exploiting morons. Someone's got to do it. Well, yeah, that's the way the world works these days. <laughs> Poor morons. I know. Yeah. Oh, Bethesda. I don't like you yeah. anymore now. Now I'm rethinking buying Doom for the Switch. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was gonna. I was definitely gonna. And now I'm mm, don't. Their do games that. are great. Their games are great. It's this It's their saving grace. Yeah, if their if, games weren't great, then they'd be seriously in the fuck-off pile. Yeah. Yeah, if their games weren't great, they could not get away with this. Well, no. But yeah. we'll see how much they do but get away also, with it. Also... The, the Doom Marine armor, uh, I think, looks kind of crap. It's not great. It's, it's based on the original, but I think it looks, you know. If it had been the new armor, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of cool. But no. I, I, I must admit, I am attracted to the idea of wandering the wasteland with the BFG 9000. Uh, you know, there's there's something about that mm. uh, that is that is interesting, but not money interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Money interesting. That's... That's a that's a new term. Yeah, that's, as well as as boob havers. Yeah, good. <laughs> funny, it's funny how boob havers have certainly made me money interesting in the past. They, yeah, that that is that works there. Yeah. Uh, okay, what has uh, the Ubi blog got to say? Something quite interesting. Assassin's Creed Origins Discovery Tour shows a different side of ancient Egypt. With Discovery Tour, Assassin's Creed Origins is using the concept of the Animus database, long one of the most fascinating parts of the series, as a springboard for an entirely new kind of experience. Where the database was a collection of educational and frank frequently snarky notes on the important people, places and events that you encounter in each game, Discovery Tour adds an entirely... Stop saying entirely new! Game <laughs> mode that turns I'm re- the... I'm regretting le- uh, linking the original thing rather than the summary. <laughs> Well, they can't talk properly. I don't know what that's they about. Can't, they can't talk properly. Basically, Basically they're <laughs> using uh, Origins, which is at an age of data. There's a, a new game mode, which isn't going to be their launch. It's going to be added for free at uh, some point in 2018, early 2018, uh, where it basically turns the game into a sort of interactive museum where you'll be able to walk around and be presented with uh, narration of uh, you know actual historical uh, information about what you're seeing in the game, as opposed to you know the sort of fictional historical uh, thing of a of a you know an Assassin's Creed storyline. But it seems like a really uh, a cool way to um, it, it feels like edutainment. Do you remember edutainment? I do. I love a bit of edutainment. Yes, edutainment. I think this is a really cool idea. Edutainment it like is a- where they take education. But they pre- present it to you in an entertainment environment. Yeah, edutainment. This sounds cool. I mean, as well, when they're rolling it out, it suggests maybe they're sort of aiming it for people who, sort of a post-game thing that you can mm-hmm. you can then go and explore. I think they've sort of tried to do this a couple of other things. I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 has got a commentary mode on it that mm. you walk through the level and then there's like these little glowing node type things and you shoot them or interact with them and yeah. then you get a bit of director's commentary. I think so, they'll yeah, do all- that on pretty much all their games. I think uh, Team Fortress mm. had it in um, a lot of games um, that are built within uh, the Source engine. 
uh, have that sort of as an option. So I've seen a yeah, lot of games with that. Yes, gone home as well. Yes, um, gone home. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So uh, yeah, I mean, the sort of taking taking this whole game and, and making the whole game do this is uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's a good idea. You put all this work into all these assets and doing this level of historical research. You know, why not add this as another aspect of ways to for people to keep looking at your game and replaying and exploring all these different things and you know it, I like it, a bit of added value i'd say it feels like for a, a lot it feels like a good way to leverage the you know regardless of what you think of the assassin's creed franchise in terms of you know uh accessories gameplay uh storylines and the general fuckery of ubisoft uh with regards to their business practices the amount of effort and detail that goes into each and every one of those games is astounding. And there have been plenty of points uh, as the series has gone on, especially as things have got more detailed and they've, you know, uh, been putting in more and more sort of dense uh, stuff where I've kind of felt like I can't appreciate it. <laughs> I feel like it dunce, you know, I feel like I'm walking past, you know, some really interesting stuff. So a game mode devoted entirely to showing off, you know, uh, bits and pieces about the, the architecture, the, uh, culture and the practices of you know one of the most fascinating eras of human history can only be a good thing. So I'm looking forward to it. I uh, really am looking forward to it. It just gives me another reason to want to really hope, really, really hope that it's good. I'm still not buying it at launch though. No, me neither. <laughs> <sighs> and soon you can learn just about evisceration and stuff like that. Great, sweet. Which is. Interestingly, yeah, an interesting choice since it's, I think, the one piece that everyone learns about when you're a school kid. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they made scrambled, brain, scrambled eggs out of your brains and pulled them out through your nose. Um, I have a couple of other things that aren't on the thing, because I've just found them while we've been talking. Um, but there's no, nothing too complicated. Uh, we have rumors of GTA 5 on the Switch. No reason why I couldn't go. Uh, yeah, none at all. I would mm. buy it fucking again. <laughs> <sighs> so there's that. And also, would you like to know what free games are going to be available, both on PlayStation Plus and Xbox Games with Gold? Well, in, I already, I know, already so, know, you know, but yeah, we already know. But, yeah. but well, I mean, the other people, people listening to this might not know. So I, I didn't play it know. I I didn't know. I, I didn't well, know because I will say a game that I highly recommended is on that list. Well, the Xbox ones, What what is it? Uh, let's see. The Turing Test. The Turing Test. It's on my wish list. I will play it. I promise. Okay, it's a shame so I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it's Gone Home and the, tour, the Turing Test and Rayman 3 HD. Hmm. Oh, and that's on Xbox. Okay. Rayman 3 yes. HD and Medal of Honor Airborne on it, Xbox 360. I would play both those games. I bought Rayman 3 not long ago, actually. For the original Xbox, hmm. which is not in HD. Um, so not even worth looking at. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> and on PlayStation, we're going to get Metal Gear Solid 5. A very good game. And Amnesia. And oh. let's see, what is this? Riggs Mechanic, Mecha Mechanized Combat League. Uh, Monster Jam Battlegrounds, Hustle Kings on PS3, Huge Sky Force Anniversary on PS3 and PS4. Okay. Uh, no, Sony sort of ran into a problem very early with the uh, the free games thing in that they launched it pretty much with the console. 
And so very quickly, they ran out of games to give away. I didn't and, know that was a problem they ran into. Yeah, genuinely, they started running out of uh, games, which led them to like actually give away, like, you know, as, as you can see this month, a series, you know, a AAA quality game. They've been doing that for quite some time. So it was kind of a, an unintended bonus of having a PlayStation Plus membership, which mine has lapsed just recently. But um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five. I genuinely, I can recommend that. The story's a bit ropey, but the gameplay is uh, genuinely phenomenal. Is it is it necessary, sort of, from a narrative standpoint, to have played the Phantom Pain before you uh, embark on it, or can you sort of um, get away with Metal, with it? Metal Gear Solid Five is the Phantom Pain. Are you talking about uh, Ground Zeroes? Yeah, Ground Zeroes. Sorry, the other one. Um, yep. No, it. The fuck. I could talk for hours on the Metal Gear story. <laughs> so I, I love it, but I could not recommend it to anyone. Um, probably. Yes. Yeah. You probably would right. need to play that, uh, but I would actually recommend you get the uh, ground zeros first because it is uh, a great sort of introduction to the gameplay. It's, yeah. we were talking about demos. It really is a brilliant demo. Uh, it's unfortunately you have to buy it, but it really, it's actually kind of worth the price. They, they put a lot of content in there as well. Okay. That's cool. So that's the end of the news this week. Gosh, there was a lot of that. <laughs> so do we want to talk about anything we've been playing? I have to admit, I've only touched Metroid this week. Seriously, <laughs> because I've only played one game this week. I, I still haven't quite. There are like two fucking Metroid left. Or something. I'm I'm really near the end. Are you going completionist on it? I I'm a little bit. My my percentage of collecting stuff is very high at the moment, and so I think I might just go the little bit. And you, the, you know, the, for a Metroidvania style game, it, that feels to me like the whole point of the game. Really, well, it is. Cares, you know, who cares about killing the Metroids? I want all the stuff. Well, the the stuff is only worth it if you're going to use it to kill Metroids. That's that's no, the thing. No, no, no. The stuff is worth it for the having it. Well, the, okay, I, I I give you that. <laughs> um, I'm very I'm very far into it, so I, I probably will do. I won't do multiple playthroughs. I'm, okay. W- once I've finished it, I'm gonna move on to another game or multiple think, games. But do you think if that uh, you're on course for seeing uh, Samus in her skimpies? I'm well not on course for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there is that. I'm, I've been playing it. Well, like I say, it's all I've been playing all week. I, I spent a good 24 hours trying to kill one fucking massive robot at the end of Area 6. And that was just... That broke me when I finally finished that. I, I collapsed <laughs> shaking and giggling and, and making weird noises. Uh, and it, it was actually uncontrollable. It was weird. But... You know, since that, I've had to take a little break just to regather myself. And, uh, yeah, that's still all I've played. Mm. I have a little bit of Rayman on the Switch. Because that's an easy sort of low pressure, just pick it up, play a bit of Rayman kind of thing. Which is right, nice. So is, it a, is that a fairly... I've never been sure where the, where the difficulty sits on the Rayman franchise. Is it a, like a hardcore precision platform or no. it's more of sort of a casual it, it's not it's somewhere in between it, it's right. certainly hard there's certainly more challenge to it than say your average kirby or uh okay. 
what what's the other one yoshi game oh uh, yes yeah uh but it's still not a super mario kind of thing oh, okay right okay uh so it's it's nice it's it's enough to i feel it's for me it's enough to keep me interested and wanting to play more without boring me okay you know whereas kirby games i i found just eventually bored me it too easy far too easy yeah and i i dislike it in games when they use game mechanics once or something like that i and that i i've noticed that annoying me about other games as well that do you know what? It came up when I was playing the James Bond game on the Xbox. Was it Bloodstone or something? Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds something. magical. It's, it's the one with Daniel Craig in it on the on the Xbox 360. And there were things in that like... <laughs> the one that isn't Goldeneye. Yeah, the, the one that's not Goldeneye. And there's stuff like, you know, press A to shimmy along this ledge. And I hate oh, that yeah. because it's always... You've just put that in to make me feel like I'm doing that really what you should have done is create a mechanic where I control a player that can choose to shimmy along a ledge if it wants to, but you haven't done anything that complicated. So it just pisses me off. And uh, yeah, the Kirby games are a bit like that. Like on this one, he's a spaceship. Well, great. I'll have one go at that and see how I did at that one go at that and then never do it again for the rest of the game. That's great. I I hate that. It bugs me. (laughs) Okay, but Metroid doesn't. But Metroid doesn't. Metroid okay. is, 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 is I have enjoyed immensely this this hmm. Samus Returns one, first one I've played and enjoyed. Hmm. So I'm glad I got it. I bought it thinking I wasn't going to like it, but I wanted to like it, and it turned out I did like it. So it's it's all right. Hmm. There's hope after all. Yeah, there is hope hmm. after all. Exactly. So that's been it. What about you then? <clears throat> Uh, this week has been dominated by a game I didn't want to mention was being released last week on last week's show because I didn't want to frighten it off, uh, and that is Heat Signature. Uh, it's a, a, a sort of indie game by, um, I don't know if you've heard about the guy Tom Francis. He made Gunpoint, which is another indie game. Uh, came out in about 2013. I haven't um, heard of either of those things. It's a very good game. It got quite a bit of press attention at the time. Uh, it was sort of a puzzle platformer with a really funny uh, game. Uh, very it, sort of complex enough to be challenging, but simple enough to be fun type game. Yeah. And I really got into it at the time. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed it. And I started following the guys. Uh, he He's very transparent in that he's, he develops games, and as he develops them every week, he puts out a little development blog about you know how the game's doing, where it's at, mm-hmm. on YouTube. So I found his YouTube, and pretty much as soon as he was finished with Gunpoint in 2013, he started working on this game called Heat Signature. And it's a sort of top-down, uh, how do you best describe it? It's a space hijacking simulator. And the basic idea is you are a little spaceman, and you have a little pod, that you can uh, pilot and you're in this big procedurally generated universe um, and you fly around it and you find enemy spaceships and you have to match their speed, fly alongside them, uh, find a point to dock into their ship 
And when you do, then, you know, you're suddenly in their ship and you have to work your way through it, disabling security systems, uh, killing or disabling uh, enemy uh, uh, security. And when you do that, you can loot them. You can, uh, yeah, you can take over their ship and fly it through the universe. And then when you're done, you can jump back into your pod and you go back. And that was the basic idea. Okay. And it was kind of like from the first gameplay uh, uh, prototypes that he developed it was instantly the kind of thing I wanted to play that was in 2013 mm. I am not a patient man <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> it's just come out it just came out uh, I actually I had to stop for, I had to unsubscribe from the Dunes YouTube uh, channel not just because I was getting frustrated with not being able to play this game as it continued to look more and more awesome as he added, you know, uh, art and music and loads of different gameplay mechanics to it. But uh, also because, irritatingly, he started doing Let's Plays of other games. And I was like, dude, I'm not here for that. Get to work! It really I don't, it's yeah. like, stop playing <laughs> that game and go make the one yeah, I want to play. Yeah, all your time playing Borderlands 2. Why the fuck aren't you, you know, we could have had this game two years earlier if you, you know, put your life on hold a little bit, which is what I would expect you to do. Uh, but yes, it has come out and it is, it's it's amazing for a game to come out and be exactly as fun as you hoped it would be. And it really is. There's uh, it, it, it epitomizes the whole, just one more, just one more, you know, uh, mission one more, you know, uh, you know, scoot around the station to see what's happening. Uh, but yeah, it, it's that same core gameplay. But you start off in like a little uh, space station, and from there you can pick up missions. And missions uh, can be anything from uh, hijacking a ship, assassinating someone, capturing them, uh, uh, stealing something, and. The variety of uh, systems that he's put in place uh, with regards to the kinds of enemies you face, the kind of defenses you face, like uh, some of the missions have uh, whenever you board an enemy ship, if you if the enemy detect you, it can trigger an alarm, at which point they'll start to make their way towards uh, a base. And if they manage to get to the base before you get off the ship, you are captured. And permadeath is a big thing in this game. Mm. When you die, your character dies, and that's it. <laughs> that is that, that. That's it. But instead of having to restart, you ha- you instead pick a new character to continue playing on as in this you know persistent universe. So you work your way through the game, completing missions, liberating more and more stations throughout the galaxy, which are owned by different factions. Doing so uh, allows you to unlock better weapons and gear, which allow you to take on harder missions. And it's a great example. It's like a he- it really is like a heist game where you'll sort of see something, you'll plan it out very carefully, and then everything will go to shit, and you'll have to improvise. And the way the different uh, weapons and enemy types uh, interact just makes it infinitely replayable. I think I've put about 20 hours in this week alone. This sounds really good. What's it called? It really? sounds cool. Heat signature, and it's only like a tenner. <laughs> it's really, it's amazing that he's. Um, what one of the interesting things about it was he, uh, whenever he announced he announced that it would be launching on the the twenty first, I think it was uh, that that it would be launching on the twenty first. 
And so I went to the Steam page, which has been up for years. <clears throat> but uh, I, I noticed that you couldn't you couldn't pre-order it, so I went to the website, and he, <laughs> and on the website he said, "Yeah, I'm not putting up pre-orders for this game because I'm not an asshole. I want you to see the reviews before you buy it." Fair enough. Which is the kind of confidence you know you just don't see. Uh, no DRM, uh, none of that crap. Oh, and if you buy it within the first two weeks, uh, there is a mission you can do that will unlock a. Uh, <laughs> it'll unlock a gun called the Everything Gun, and what the Everything Gun does is when you use it, it pulls in everything in the surrounding area, all of the dropped weapons, all of the <laughs> random bits and pieces, and fires them out of the end of the gun <laughs> at your enemies. Nice. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's often a mistake because they bounce around like mad and will will hit you in the face. But it's um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, this looks pretty good. That yeah. might be finding its way to a computer near me. I am um, I am I am actually quite seriously addicted to it. Definitely going to put it on my Steam wish list. Yeah, I uh, I I. It's annoying because I bought that and I also managed to score uh, thanks to Bundle Stars. I managed to score. A pack of uh, Wolfen, uh, yeah, Wolfenstein: The New Order and The Old Blood for about six quid. Nice. Which is awesome, and it's installed. The Old Blood is uh, is installed. I haven't touched it. This thing is just taking up all my time. So, well then. Oh, I also, <laughs> I also skinned Steam. I didn't know you could skin Steam. I didn't know you could do that. You can add skins to Steam. It's built into the thing. Well, it's not, you know, it's built in the ability to switch them. Yeah, you can add, uh, there are like custom made skins for Steam. I'm using one called Metro. Huh. Um, yeah, I just stumbled across an article about it and I was like, you can do that. I can get rid of Steam's not hideous, but hardly great interface. It's not good. It's not, it's not good. great. It's really not great. This just, you know, the Metro, it's sort of a, um, it's be, it's built, you know, designed after Windows sort of Metro UI <clears throat> idea, which I, I quite like. It's just a lot cleaner, you know, tidies things up, no big blocks of empty space and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's really simple. You download, uh, you go to a website, you download the skin. Uh, it's like a, I think it's a zip file. It might be a, just a, you might need to unpack that. I'm not sure. But yeah, there's a, you drag and drop it into your Steam directory under the, category under the end of the folder that says skins and then load up steam and uh you go into your preferences interface and there's a button there for changing skins i i don't know how long this has been part of steam but i like it <laughs> hmm. you know what else this has caused me to launch steam and look in the linux section to see what kind of delights atari box owners can be hoping to play mm-hmm it's not a tumbleweed place. I've just gone onto the top <laughs> side. So they've got Football Manager 2018, Rocket Ooh. League, Tropico 5, Counter-Strike, Tomb Raider, Civ 5. That's years of play right there, Civ 5. Mm. True. Uh, Company of Heroes 2, The Escapist 2. I've got The Escapist for play, uh, PS4 and loaded it up, had one go and haven't had a go at it since I need to really get into that. Isn't it prison architect where you escape from the prison? 
It, yeah. Or does it just look like that? It kind of looks like that, but you are escaping from the prison in different right. and because, interesting and because, amusing ways. Because prison architect added a mode where you escaped from the prisons. Do they really? Feels like that. Yeah, feels like that sort of undercut the whole escapists. We have that as well. Thing. That's uh, Allison's been hammering that on the PS4, which is uh, useful because it was quite cheap. It's quite a good game as well. I, I haven't played it yet, but it does look like something I can get into. If only Metroid hadn't come along. City well, Skylines as well, that's available on Linux. I've got that to play. That's a great game. <laughs> got to get into it. Got to learn how to work it and stuff. That's the- it's a game that is only... Right, I recommend... Uh, fortunately, on in Steam, it has workshop, Steam Workshop uh, support. If you ever want to start playing uh, City Skylines, I have a list of mods you need to make it enjoyable. Okay. It really is. Like, there are a list of mods which are, do not play the game without these. It works. It works perfectly fine. But you'll find yourself in the game wanting to do things that the game will not let you do. Right. Okay. And there are mods which just alleviate all of that. Okay. That makes sense. I've got... Mm. I've got so I've got the main game and After Dark, the expansion because they were cheap when I got it. So that mm. was why I got those. I don't know. I'll have a go at some point. What about you, Emma? What have you been playing then? Well, I've been a bit um, I've been a bit up on bricks this week because I'm having physio on my uh, right arm at the moment. So um, for me, it's mostly another episode of I can't believe that's put on PS2. Um, <laughs> so. Did you know they released the original Half-Life on PS2? I think I did. Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) It was also on Dreamcast, apparently. Yeah, I think they put it out because at that point, that was sort of the last point where the consoles were more powerful than the PCs. Yeah. It was just around there that the, 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 the tables turned a little bit. Yeah, so um, so attached to that, also I picked up. So this is so for the sum total of four quid, two definitive, I you know, game changing PC games. First up, Half Life. Second up, Deus Ex. Ooh, nice. PS2. Ooh, how does PS2? Deus Ex is very much a P a PC game. How does that work? It is simplified for the PS2, so like the 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 um of the interactiveness obviously is kind of scaled yeah. down, so you can use a use a a, a pad with it. But uh, yeah, it works fine. That was something that was a little bit sickening for PC players whenever they announced uh, whenever they did uh, the Deus Ex, uh, you know, the new versions, yeah. uh, where people were boasting about the PC version that. On PC, you can use your number pad to put in key codes instead of having to key them in with your control pad. It's like, you fucking casuals. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, yeah, it was mostly that. Um, the only thing is that I bought them from uh, our dear friend CEX, and uh, it looks like they've been excavated from the fucking mummy's tomb. <laughs> like, they're filthy every time. I don't, I mean, I appreciate they're old. But good grief. I mean, literally dirt under in the plastic yeah. between yeah. it. Yeah. yeah you, Ugh, like what? Got to clean them or have new boxes ready to go. Yeah. yeah. The new boxes uh, are going to be en route shortly. So, yeah, that was my only big complaint. They're just dirty. But, I mean, you know, for a quid, for an iconic game like that, you can't 
you can't complain. I mean, because I've never played any of the Deus Exes, so um, yeah, like I say, even Human Revolution, which um, was uh, one of the, it's technically a prequel because there's Human Revolution yeah. and Mankind Divided. They which, fall into the uh, the odd place of being uh, prequels where the technology is more advanced, which yeah. is another thing that happened with Metal Gear Solid Five. It's set in yeah. like the 70s and the 80s and they have holographic displays. It's like, what the fuck? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even actually, say again about cheapness, um, also at CEX, Human Revolution is a quid. And considering that came out very, fairly recently, mm. that's a hell of a lot of game for a quid. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to say, the Human Revolution and uh, Mankind Divided, both great games. Didn't like the story in Mankind about it. I felt that it was kind of stupid. Lots of plot holes. Uh, the whole leverage, mm-hmm. trying to leverage Black Lives Matter uh, and turn the game into sort of a, a thing where they were equating cyborgs who have the ability to, you know, you know, lift cars over their heads and cause untold destruction with black people. Didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't quite work. Yeah. And, they, and then they tried to pretend that when they used the term, because uh, 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 they used the slogan, Og Lives Matter, they then tried to pretend that, oh, that's just a coincidence. Literally, they po-faced were like, no, no, we didn't, we didn't intend that for that to be in any way related to the Black Lives Matter movement. That's, mm. <laughs> but solid games. Both solid games. Um, I've never actually made it through the original Deus Ex. I mean, uh, I don't, I'm to be honest, I don't really expect to, but I mean, again, for, for the sake of a quid, yeah. as is our mantra when it comes to PS2 games, um, it's a thing I think you should probably experience just to, yeah. just to try it. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, I, mean, I don't know how it holds up sort of compared to when it came out. Cause I mean, it's groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. I mean, for the, for the depth of its plot and how you could, um, you know, your choices would matter. I mean, cause that's, that's dead advanced for, for the, for the area it was released in. So, I mean, obviously I think now you sort of go when you look back on it because it's a bit primitive, but you got to remember it in the context of its time. And, um, yeah, it's one of those things you should definitely. I think you should sort of just try it to try just to try it, and that's why it was such. It was nice. It was on PS2 because I don't own PCs which can run it. <laughs> Dead old game like that. Yeah, I I have got a, a, a CEX order out on delivery that I can I can mention to you. So I've not Go really I've not played any of these games, <laughs> but okay. this, so th- this is what's coming: Bassmaster Fishing. Bass Strike. Have you got the little? Have you got the the reel to go with it, no, or is not this going to be not yet? Okay. Uh, Sega Bass Fishing. Okay, I'm sensing a theme. There's a theme. Uh, top Angler. So, yeah. The, so I now think I own the entire bass fishing based game lineup for the PS2. Okay. So my immediate question is why? Because I have a strange fascination with this stuff. Because is it good? Is yeah. it bad? Is well, it awful? Should fish. it exist? Do I like it? Is it still just a game or what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's what goes on. And and at these prices, I, I don't care. I'll go on because I'm not <laughs> finished yet. I also ordered Red, <laughs> Red Faction 2, 
that uh, one doesn't have bass in it. I can the, tell none you of the others have bass in now. Yes. <laughs> uh, beach volleyball summer heat. Legend that may have bass. That I don't know. Oh, no bass would be fresh water. It's got ass. It's yeah. got ass, not bass. Uh, you wouldn't find bass in salt water. Legends of wrestling, because for some reason I have Legends of Wrestling too. So I, I, I'm sure there's been a bass themed wrestler. wrestler there point. might well have been Mace Griffin, Bounty Hunter. No idea what that is. Rainbow. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, that strikes a chord. It did for me. In the depths of my memory, Mace Griffin. It did for me, so I got it. So I'll okay. let you know next week. The game of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I expect to be awful. <laughs> I haven't seen the film. And uh, Rainbow Six Lockdown. And that entire order, all of it, all those games I've just said, including £2.50 for delivery, that order was £7.50. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All those wow. games were 50 pence each. So I'm going to get them and either laugh at them or go, hmm, and put them back on the shelf. I don't oh, care. This is nearly free. <laughs> I know I've because paid I, more uh, for iOS apps that I've never used. I did walk past uh, the local CEX the other day and I just looked in the window and they're still selling their switches for about 320 quid. That's my local one. I don't know if that's like the online price. No, same, same with our one. Yeah, same the, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're not wanting to admit that the gold rush is over. There's a, f- a few things like that. I think they're still selling Crash Bandicoot for 40 quid. Yeah. Oh, no, it's down to 38. And you go to Amazon Ooh. and it's like 19 pounds new. Mm. It's like, how are you, how are you doing that? It's, they're, they're not obscenely priced. Oh, that's me knocking shit over. They're not generally obscenely priced. It wasn't priced. me this week. Yeah. Yay! Uh, but still, there there are the odd occasional product where you're like, are you aware of the rest of the world, CEX? You know, what what's the deal there? Um, and yeah, Switch pricing is one, and uh, Crash Bandicoot pricing is the other thing. See, there's part of me that imagines that CEX, like, does, like, the majority of their business, you know, brick and mortar, because they seem to be one of the only, you know, they're one of the few surviving brick and mortar uh, video game shops. I think you two might be the only ones ordering online from them. <laughs> it could be. I mean, because I do go in there and look for, for more up-to-date stuff, like when I'm sort of walk by, because it's literally on the way to the shops that I need to go to. Um, so I often pop in there just for a look to see if we've got anything new. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's good because, again, it, for, for things like PS2 games, and they just have racks and racks and racks of them for pennies. So why wouldn't you? Um but yeah, the more upstate things. I was looking at the uh, the new Hitman, so the new the one that came out in episodes. Hitman. I was hanging on. I was hanging on for it to come um, to come out as one big, just one big whole year's worth. Yeah. Um, and they brought out a nice steel book. It's thirty quid in CEX. I've just looked it up on Amazon. It's nineteen pound eighty five now. I would say that is a more appropriate price for that. I got it when it came out. You know, when it was being released episodically, and I don't regret that. But yeah, that's a fair price for it. Uh, at this point in time uh, yeah I was in I did I did go in I was tempted to buy they had a, a Duke you know the original Xbox controller and I was tempted to get one because I, I, I really want to get one and uh, adapt it to uh, work with the PC because all of Microsoft's controllers do that uh, you know 
because they are just running unlike uh, I had a look to see if I could do it with if I got hold of an original N64 controller to see if I could adapt it to work uh, you know as a USB controller and you can't do it you need to buy like a, a special box adapter all of the uh, Xbox controllers have basically had their connectors are just USB you know it, it's a pr- proprietary end at the, at the end up until you know the recent ones mm. but they were just USB controllers because they wanted them to work with PCs. Right. Are they bringing out a new one of those soon? Uh, I think they did like a limited run for some Halo event, but no, it wasn't. Uh, It wasn't a, yeah. So the only way to get one, I think, is to buy an old one. Hope that the thumbsticks are in decent condition and uh, do a very quick, easy soldering job on the end. Cut off the end, solder on a USB lead. Huh. So you've got fun me- fact. Fun, fun fact, fact about the X, uh, the original Xbox controllers. I don't know how, if this was true. Into uh, no, the Xbox 360s were white, of course. Uh, what color were the Xbox, the original Xbox controllers? Well, they they were black. No, they weren't. They were very, 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 very dark green. Were they really? Yep. The only way you discovered this was if you were like me and you modded your controller like the actual plastic of the controller. If you cut away at the plastic, uh, it revealed that uh, whenever it sort of flakes off, uh, you know, whenever plastic bands or gets shredded, it takes on a a lighter color. And that revealed that it was in fact the Xbox green, just at an incredible concentration so that nobody would ever notice it through normal play. Wow. But it was just one of those fun little things. Yeah. The original Xbox controllers were green. I had no idea. And I have several of them in this room with me. And I think the original Xboxes as well, the same, they, they use the same, you know, the same plastic for the actual uh, console case. Crazy. I had no well, I'm idea. I'm looking at mine now and now I'm very like, I yeah. feel deceived. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they say, uh, polar bears aren't white. They're, it's like they fucking they're, are. They're, I've they're seen technically, them. their fur is clear. <laughs> well, you say that, but you have an Xbox there that you think is black. That's true. It's not. That's true. <laughs> I believe Priest Socks work in the uh, same way. That's a Father Ted reference. Bit obscure. Okay, never mind. We'll move on from no, that. No, I was <laughs> with you. I was, I was going to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was going to wrap up the show now anyway, because I think we're pretty much at the end and we've been going for ages. Uh, which is cool because it's always fun. It's good because I need a wee. And Mike needs a wee and I need a wee and all that kind of thing. There's weeing all I, around here. I'm you know, a wee. I don't. Oh, I'm no. good, but you know. <laughs> Picture a waterfall or a running tap or don't something. Do some, of us, some of us knew how long this yeah. show goes and so they went before they started. Fair enough. Yeah, but I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> Did you tell? It's <laughs> difficult. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this show. And I, I hope you can go on over to patreon.com slash simply syndicated and help us out with some support on there. That would be awesome. And also all you people over on uh, simply syndicated.com slash everything. Thank you for your support of the network. Please pop on over there to see about signing up to supporters if you haven't done already. Uh, there's not really much else to say now, is there? I've got a new random access memories out. That's out. So you might want to, that's gaming related. Go and listen to that. Scott this week. 
Okay. So other than that, I, that's everything, isn't it? I think. Yeah, mm. I'll do. Okay. We'll be back next week, people. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>